previously on the game of Rassilon. I'm definitely going to need your help. going to need you to come down. There has been a murder. And as the elevator descends, you can see all of these people, humans, Zygons, Silurians, Adipose, uh, various uh, races, and also the glowing green face of Fnog. I put on a, a Deerstalker hat. Yes. And I also think I also am wearing Tom Baker's brown trench coat. Yes, looks very yes, yes. <laughs> Does anyone know who this gentleman was? Uh, well, this uh, this gentleman was, uh, his name was Martin. Uh, Martin Whitecastle, he was, uh, he was a tailor. So he does seem to be a bullet hole, a bullet wound. Seems to have gotten him from the front, so whoever shot him, shot him through the front. The era of the gun is 20th century, although that doesn't mean much for the people because it could be a stolen gun from someone. You do find a uh, a burn mark on his wrist, on okay. his left wrist. You guys start to hear a commotion from outside, um, and Fnag kind of runs towards the doorway and says, uh, you might want to see this, there's uh, been an interesting development. We follow Fnag. And he, he takes you to uh, the, the, the place where he found the body, and uh, he, he indicates space and he says it's gone the body's gone someone has taken the body you're a really lousy officer You guys are standing where uh, Martin Whitecastle's body once lay, and now there is no body at all. Is there a blood trail? There is no blood trail. There's no blood, oddly enough. Is there a hole in the wall where the bullet hit? Uh, I mean, there's the dent that the doctor found right. earlier. Still the dent? The dent's still there, yeah. Okay, I want to make sure, because time. I no, just no, make that's sure a we fair play. Before I'm gonna, the murder. I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. There's no time thing. Okay. Maybe that's, that's the, the risk inherent in doing a murder mystery inside the TARDIS. As long as we asked it now and yeah. we got a, you know, an answer. We also uh, kind of forgot that guns don't work in here, but it's fine. It's a clever lie. <laughs> it's a clever lie. The doctor <laughs> explicitly says that and let's kill Hitler. <laughs> Fanark says, uh, there's no body. There's no, there's no evidence. We've lost the, but we've lost the crime scene. How do you lose a crime scene? You're right. I am bad at this. I'm not great. I'm not great at all. <laughs> 45 minutes later I've recovered, I'm fine Let's get to work Well, you could say that you're Raising hell Don't patronize me Alright, fair enough Um <laughs> I literally just got that Thank you You're welcome Um I feel like I have a suspicion, but I don't want to state it yet. Um, I want to get some more evidence, but... Fanog? Yeah? How sure are we that Martin Whitecastle was human and from Earth? I mean, we're pretty conclusively sure that he was human. Are we? We don't know much about his background. We know he's a tailor. We know he's a tailor now. I have a question. Sure. How how long has Mr. Dan Riley been amongst the crowd here? The glasses guy? Right. I mean, he's been here since 
Colony 47. He was one of the first people to arrive. All right. Um, is there very anybody... loud man. Very loud man. He had a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, he probably had a lot of, uh, like, ear damage from falling through the sky. Um, so, is there anybody here who you don't remember seeing at Colony 47? Like, anyone who seems like they were... I don't want to say like they arrived later, but you're like, oh, I don't remember seeing that person before. Suspiciously, it was, in a way. Off the top of my head, no. Everyone's, everyone who has been here for the last few months has been here since Colony 47. To varying degrees, some people were, you know, arrived the day before or the day of the incident. Some people arrived, have been here, like, like, uh, uh, like Dan Riley have been there since pretty much day zero. Um, the only person who's not here is, is Millie. Okay. Wait, is Russell Turner here? Uh, uh, Russell Turner, I believe, went missing during the events of uh, uh, Getaway. So Russell Turner's not here. Okay. Yeah, Russell Turner got scattered across the multiverse. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, buddy. Doctor, we still have a Dear couple... Dear Russell Turner, what's to <laughs> say to you? We have your particles. We don't know where they are. <laughs> 4 It's all about Russell Turner. It's a sequel. Uh, Doctor, we still have a couple of names on the from the ledger. I think... Uh, any of those might pan out, or are we barking up the wrong tree with that one? Um, I mean, somebody fired a gun, I don't know how, from that spot. And the, the gun was fired. I've seen the bullets, and I've seen the, the, we've seen the residue of the gunshot. And I'll also say we did see a body. We don't have a body now. I feel like my priority should be to find the body. Figure out what's happened with the body. Alright, yeah. Can we maybe, uh, get everyone from the town into a central area and then we can go basically look look around you talking about like playing a big game of werewolf is that what we're about to to do or are you shocked the werewolf I, is still I, popular i don't i don't know if he knew the game werewolf when he was around when's when are you from um, uh, from the late nineties. Oh yeah, I don't think Werewolf was a thing. Then, right? Werewolf is huge. Are you? Did you? Uh, did you watch the 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 league game last year? Say last year, like relatively to like fifty second century where I'm from. No, I didn't watch that. No, you should. Oh man, the Werewolf League is just oh man, it's huge. It feels like it'd be really tedious to watch. It's uh, you'd think so, but no, it's riveting. It's oh, it's so exciting to watch. But like, and also being in the stadium. Ah, oh, the energy is charged. Like a, a proper werewolf game, being there, ah. Oh, it's me. like chess meets slower chess. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing I like more than watching people playing a game sit around and deliberate over facts and information <laughs> that was fed to them. Let me yes. just consult the rules book real quick, really. Thank you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Seemed like a logical lead-on. Yeah. I may have been making a joke about the premise of this entire I got serial, you. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, doctor, I mean, this is, the, this is your home. You, do you wanna, how, how do you, how do you feel about this? You wanna? Roman, I'm gonna step, I'm gonna step aside into, yeah, a, yeah. into a building. Oh, wait, wait. Have you had any luck, uh, piecing together that footage? Uh, unfortunately, the, um, footage appears to have been, uh, uh, corrupted by some sort of, uh, uh, si- signals, uh, another countermanding, very strange, almost, Bio, neural, I don't understand it. Mm. But it interfered with the, the, the camera system. All I can see are, are figures. Uh, unfortunately, I can't even tell uh, uh, the make or model of the killer, uh, as it were. Can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you run an analysis of how many living beings were in this space 
prior to the murder, and how many are here now, uh, adjusting for the fact that Travis and I are also here. Logical time for this to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, only looks like we're minus one uh, person, uh, Mr. White Castle. We're still minus him. He's not here. There's not an extra person besides him here right now. There's no life signs detected. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know if I can do a scan for dead people. That's not what I was asking. Um, I guess Are what they? I was hoping to find out was perhaps if Mr. White Castle was a Zygon, then he may have faked his own death in order to slowly enact revenge on who had tried to kill him. Um, I'm actually only reading uh, uh, one or two Zygon life signs. They don't appear to be uh, uh, in disguise at present. I kind of like peek out the window and look around at the crowds and see yeah, if there's, there's a couple of Zygons okay. out there, yeah. All right. There's like um, a classic Zygon, like a new Zygon. Like a new new Zygon? Real gooey. Do you have a machine there that just tells you me who did it so I can save myself the time? Do you have Hold on. Uh, oh, we can just go to the future and find out when we solved it and then come back and well, solve we can't, it. We can't really go to the future from within the TARDIS to another. Like, we have to use the TARDIS to get to the future, but the future would happen in the TARDIS. Yeah. You'd also explode both TARDISes. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm aware of... Roman, I know how my own TARDIS works, Roman. You don't have to mansplain it I'm to me. I'm trying to explain to the child. I'm trying to be helpful. Am I the child? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You're I mean, like, like a four. Lot. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. What are you, like, like two years old? Compared to... What are you, like, a million? That's Boom. hurtful. <laughs> I mean, I'm like four billion years old, so that's not way very... You don't look a day over one billion. <clears throat> Thank you? Like, Gentleman never asks and the president never tells. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna go have words with Big Tony, because that just him, seems like a bad idea. Alright, so you're I'm, gonna go talk I'm to... I'm fly, bit... I'm pilot. Okay, I need a moment. Uh, are you also going to talk to Big Tony, or you, do you want to do something different? Uh, I will go talk to UV-199 before he's talking to Big Tony. Okay. All right, so let's start with Big Tony. Big Tony is in a larger uh, a larger shack, and it does have a, a, a little door on the front, um, which is comically small considering the size of its contents, but you, you can kind of make out a kind of indistinct white blobbiness through the windows. Um, as you approach the door. Hello? Uh, there's kind of a, kind of a, 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 a noise, a kind of a, a burbling coming from inside, and the door swings open, revealing on the inside of this larger than usual shanty chalet, um, a very large, fat adipose. Like an adult-sized adipose. And it looks down at you with these beady little black eyes. And a mouth full of those pointed teeth, and it says, Hello. Uh, Big Tony, I presume? That's, that's me, I'm Big Tony. And I need a big cereal. Sorry. I'm Big, hello. Has a crime been committed here? Yes, there has. It's oops, all berries. Dung, <laughs> <laughs> dung. <Dun. laughs> Serial Victims Unit. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Big Tony. Yeah, what's up? Um, for, forgive me for asking. Um, You're forgiven. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm still relatively new to traveling the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, what, uh, this sounds so racist for me to say, but I'm unfamiliar with what species you are, and I'm just... I'm, I'm an adipose. I am made largely of fat. I'm fat. I'm a big, big boy. I'm, I'm primarily composed of that too. I can sympathize. No, you got some water. There's water. There's bone. There's organs. I'm, I'm largely fat and these teeth. Um. And whatever happens to be in my system at the time, which is difficult because I, there's not really a lot down here that I can, I can, I can eat. Um. So, uh, I'm sure you've heard about Mr. White Castle, and he's been killed, unfortunately. I, yes. Very aware of that, yes. Um, I saw in his, uh, ledger that you had, uh, had business with him. Uh, yeah. May, may I ask what that was? He was making me, uh, this hat, and he points to the top of his head, and he's got like a little, uh, little, um, trilby sitting on top of his head. He's, he's, he looks like it's great. It? Yeah. It's, it's good. It's very, very sharp. Happy. He made it from scratch. Like he had some scrap materials over from, uh, repairing a bodice, I guess. I don't know how bodices work, says Ben, the GM. But, uh, I, uh, but, uh, he made me this little hat. And you know what? It's, it's, it looks good on me. It does. I, you know, I, yeah, it compliments yeah. your face very well. Yeah. He did this for me. He asked nothing. So, uh, when the opportunity came to, to do a little favor, <laughs> sorry, a bit of indigestion. I, I, when the opportunity came to return the favor, I thought that I would, I would step in. Hmm. Um, where uh where were you when the murder took place? I mean I was in here. Is there anyone who can uh verify that? Pretty much anyone who walked past the windows. I realize this is a very exciting murder mystery for you with a lot of nuance and detail and each interview is just as intricate and complex as the one that preceded it. And there's a lot of very specific details here. I don't really get out much there. I take up a lot of room, so I, the only times I, I really leave my sh- little chalet is when I need something to eat, and I just popped out on a moment ago to, uh, uh, get something to eat and to repay a debt. Uh, what'd you have? Oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I probably should have mentioned this. I had, uh, I had Martin White Castle. I'm sorry? Well, I mean, he was just lying there, and no one was really doing anything with him, and, uh, Martin and I have had many conversations on the subject of how rare it is for me to find something to eat. And we had, uh, you know, I, I know that, his, as you mentioned yourself, the human body is made principally of, there's a lot of fat in there. So, um, bone harder to digest is one of the, re- <coughs> one of the reasons I have a little bit of indigestion right now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, you know, he and I had, had, had many conversations on the subject of, uh, uh, basically waste not, want not, and I wouldn't want to leave his body going to, uh, to his clothes are hanging up there, actually, I can't eat those. So, right. You do look at his clothes are actually just hanging, so, uh, on a, on, on a coat hanger I to your immediate right. I understand that creatures need to eat to live, but you just ate a crime scene. I didn't think that would be a, no one was doing anything with the body, it, he was just being left on a, I didn't want him getting, like, you leave him, you know, I don't want, you know, you don't want, I didn't want him to spoil, you know, I didn't want him to, to, t- to go on the turn, you know? Okay, um, don't move, I, and I just run out the door without finishing the sentence. <laughs> but yeah. bye, I'm not going any, if you have any more questions, I'm, I'm happy to help, anything I can do, but bye. Let's, let's do the doctor scene and then I'll, uh, I'll join. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, doink, doink. Anyway, I'm explaining to someone how a bodice works, and essentially, it's the top half of a dress. It's a tight-fitting, sleeveless garment that is a that is a an 
old garments and old style. That he had the skirt or the bottom. Anyway, and then and they walk away. Um, <laughs> and Rocket Leg is like, I know how a bodice works. Don't woman explain bodices to me. <laughs> and then leaves. Huh? It's weird that she has that accent now when she did. She regenerated. Out of character. Is there anything to mine from interviewing George, uh, Kevin, UV1999, and Chris Roberts, or am I basically repeating the same scene I've done three times? Um, I would say there's absolutely information you can get glean from from several of these people. Okay, because I do I do feel like I'm kind of like yeah. Redundant. Well, who do you want to speak to? Who who is like? I your... was talking to UV1999. Yeah, I also seemed, this like, is good. Okay, because I just like I feel like we played the same scene like yeah. three times last, yeah. and like got no information from most of them. So. Yeah, since or we're... if we did, it was like this person's on the up and up, and yeah. they're not lying to you. It's like okay, cool, that's great radio. Okay. Um, like not for you, but I'm saying like no, I don't no, know what I get else it. to do like, as a character. Yeah. Um, I think it's because like I, I don't know. I like since like there wasn't like a ton of evidence around the scene except for like the gun, and like I'm like I'm worried that like I've already like missed something really obvious, and then I'm just like. Now I'm just like flailing around like a chicken with his head cut off. Um, all right. Before, while I'm like heading over to UV1999, um, I am going to contact Roman again. Okay. Uh, Roman. Hello, Roman. Oh dear. Hello. Um, something I forgot to, I forgot to check with you last time when we spoke. Um, I've got some residue here. I've scanned it with my, with my sonic, uh, of the, the dust particles that, Left the gun, and I, I discovered it to be uh, an Earth weapon of around World War One origin. I'm thinking maybe a Luga, perhaps, but I'm not sure. Um, but I want, I'm going to I'm going to transmit this these particles to you, hmm. and I'm going to ask you to analyze them. And I have this bullets that I could probably scan for you as well. If you could kind of determine the actual like make and temporal era of the gun, that would be fantastic. But also, I want you to do a general scan of the area down here and see if you can get a trace on where a weapon of that make would be down here. Because Also, uh, could you check the historical records of the gun that was used by D.B. Cooper during the holdup of the flight? I don't, I don't know if I want to go so far as to suspect that Mr. Cooper is the murderer, but I do think there's a chance that someone might have used his gun in the murder. So, if you could just check that information for me and get back to me as soon as possible, I'd really appreciate it. Oh, yes. Um, oh, also, uh, I'm pretty sure DB's fine. He's a little weird around the edges, but, you know. Alright, well, I didn't know you two were such chumps, but alright. Um, oh, I helped set up Colony 47. Yes, I know quite a few of the people um, oh, down there. I didn't know that was the case. I thought that you sent Millie into the future and you were left behind, but okay. Well, I set the colony up before then, and the, anyway. I don't know how the continuity works. I wasn't there. All right. Um, Fair. All right. So it's, I'm just it's, cracking it now myself. Yeah. All right. Good. Um, but yeah. So if you, if I mean, well, if you seem such a good analyst of all the people that are in Colony Forty Seven, is there anybody that you suspect might not be so on the up and up? Like, um, hmm. is that when I come running in? <laughs> yeah. Guy, sure. The guy. He ate the body. What? Um. What? A uh, big Tony. He he ate the body. Oh, the adipose. Adipose. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wish. Now I wish someone had told me Big Tony was an adipose before. That might have made this. I might have kept the body a little bit. One to watch if I'd known that. Um. Wait, you you seem really not phased by this, uh, Travis. You do you know how many things I've seen eat other things in the course of my many many years in existence? <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, I have a very um strange question. Uh, who was murdered? Martin Whitecastle. I've no idea who that is. He was a tailor. No. I'm gonna check that. Hold on. 
Roman's cross-referencing. Boop, Are you boop. telling me, Roman, that there was not a Martin White Castle who was a resident of the Colony 47 refugee camp? Roman, if you could do jazz scat at a later time. Sorry, Gunter finds it quite amusing. I'd really appreciate it if we could just stick to the murder investigation right now and you could work on that that riveting 20th century Look, <laughs> musical. One organ. of these days, we're going to sit down and talk about the value of smooth jazz. All uh, right. I'll tell you, we're not going to do that. Till um, then. Yeah, listen. All right. I don't, I don't um, care about your smooth jazz or your strange fascination with step, with, with house music and, and step dancing, but shuffle dancing, if I'm going to say. One, shuffle dancing's exquisite. Two, <laughs> electro's the only way to live. Oh, Three, okay. only Tim Shorten's respects it be. Um. <laughs> Got to get all the catchphrases oh, in. I'm not seeing a uh, white castle. Uh, there's a white in the records. That's strange. What's what's hmm. the name of that? Um, that wasn't me. That was the computer. Uh, she's getting very jazzy. Um, Clearly you. Don't you, you <laughs> it's the it's the soundtrack of the expresso, but it's not it's not me. Again, um, I I built that machine. I know it doesn't make those noises. Let's just stick to the point. Tardis, the, the coffee machine on the TARDIS burbles in agreement. Blah blah blah. Um, I mean, you're really embarrassing yourself. I no more than you. I've got an incomplete record here for a Mister White. Doesn't say castle. Is it a Walter White? No, no. No, no, more hair, less Heisenberg. Got it. Uh, no, there's a Mr. White here from, uh, from Mars. Well, we do have a Martian connection with this, so it, it seems that Martin Whitecastle, who, was, was Mr. White from Mars also trained as a tailor? No, oh, um, looks like his father was a tailor. That's strange. He sold his old blue jeans. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much as I can do without us getting a suit. Um, actually, the Beatles mother was song. a tailor. The father was a gambler man from down from the road. All right. Okay, well, now um, we're getting sued. Come on. There no, was no I singing sing. happening. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, interesting. Because it does seem that someone who might be aware of how to mend or make clothing could easily create a new identity for themselves as a bat. Interesting. All right. Um... Thank you for the information. We appreciate it. Certainly. I hope I didn't cause any problems for Ben over there. Do you um do you have any I don't know who that is. Um <laughs> Do you have any pings on that gun? Uh yes, it appears the um signature is World War One. Looks British actually. Uh Webley Mark Four. I want to say Mark Four. Do you have any citizens of this area who are from that region and time period. It's sub- it's supposedly somewhat older, so maybe someone whose parents or grandparents might have been a soldier in World War One. One or two descendants. If you're looking for a vet directly, George Keenan. There's your man. Okay. Oh, George is very fun. Excellent tea. How how is he as a shot? Oh, uh, it's not really a thing. I mean. Clearly, I haven't been trading firearm tips with people. I'm so bad at shooting myself. I think General Maxwell would disagree. All right. Um, thank uh, you, uh, Roman. And again, if you could ping, if you could try to f- trace that gun for me to somewhere in this space, I'd appreciate it. Now that I know the um, metallurgical signature, I can get on it. Thank you. 
Star well, Spawn. I'm already arriving at UB 1999, so let's just see okay. what they have to say, and then we'll talk to this George Keenan. Uh, only 99. Yes. Okay. She, she's very sensitive. It's only UV 99. Oh. I think you're thinking of Space 1999. Of course. I, I, mean, theme. I mean, to be fair, I'm always thinking of Space 1999. It's a classic. <laughs> I'm a big Who Martin Landau isn't? fan. But, um, I just, you know, I think Ed Wood was actually a really fine work. I'm glad he won an Oscar He's for exquisite. it. But, um, and his daughter, so good on Buffy. Anyway, Landau. um, all right, so let's go find this. Human. I really love her work in audio drama. Really? I think he would hate it. Wink to the audience. <laughs> that went full circle into something that we did not plan. That was actually kind of ridiculously good. <laughs> wow. Amazing. As you, as this conversation reaches its big finish, you yes! approach, um, this, uh, this, it. this female android who is not in a domicile. She just kind of, she's around. She kind of is a domicile. She's a house. And no, she's, <laughs> she's mighty, mighty. She's <laughs> 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 a steal. It's a very musical episode. House. Guys, we're finally giving the fans what they want. The musical episode of the Game of Rassilon. <laughs> if Doctor Who won't do it, we will. It's the musical, but we also can't afford the rights to any songs. Yes. Every Beatles song. <laughs> one of my favorite jokes of all time. It's uh, pretty amazing. Mine. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you, you approach this, uh, this female android. Um, and she is, uh, I would say about maybe five, five, uh, thinner frame, um, shaved head, uh, wearing, uh, kind of gray leathers. Wait, the android has a shaved head? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, bold. Okay. Yeah. Like, smooth. Yeah. Like, like your, like your jazz. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Oh, smoother. I'm, I'm picturing, I'm, I'm, in my, in my mind, I'm actually picturing the android girl from, uh, 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 Ex Machina? Ex Machina. When she had, yeah, that uh, works. Wake up. Yeah. yeah. Alright. Um, well, hello. Uh, I'm the doctor. Hello, it's a pleasure to meet you. Oh, God. I don't know if I can do a whole scene of this. Well, let's keep uh, going. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Never mind. We're good here. Um, <laughs> did you do a murder? You must no, be. No, I did not do any murders <laughs> today. You, I believe you. Are you, uh, are you Ms. 99? My designation is UV99, but you may call me 99. I, I did. I just, I just did. Brilliant. Alright. Um, were you familiar with Mr. White? Do you mean Mr. White Castle? I just, just, sorry, I must have misspoken. Um, yes, are you familiar with Mr. White Castle, the tailor? Yes, I am very familiar with Mr. White Castle. I pass by his shop frequently. Were you were a customer of his as well? No, but I liked the conversation. Mr. White Castle seems to have a firm handle on things going on in Tardistown. Interesting. Um, so you never engaged him in any sort of work? Like he never mended anything for you? or Most of my clothes are synthetic and cannot be removed. Your name was in his ledger, though. Sorry. Travis. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I, yeah, so is there a reason why he would have your name in his ledger? I believe he was planning on making a hat for me, but I don't think he got around to it because the big fat one asked for a hat first and was kind of pushy about it. Now, by that, do you mean Big Tony or somebody else? Yes, I'm referring... Big Tony's really the only large person who lives here. I don't like to judge people based on their body type, but Big Tony is pretty gosh dang big. And he is made of fat, so he's a big fat man. Like 99% fat, except for the bone, I guess. You say that he was insistent on it. Was he... Was there hostility between him and Martin? I've never heard any hostility between... Between Big Tony and Martin Whitecastle, however, I did once hear a very heated conversation occurring within Mr. Whitecastle's domicile. With whom? 
I wasn't able to discern the other voice, but they appeared to be significantly younger than he was. Was it a male or female voice by by your first assumption? I was not able to determine gender based solely on the voice. That seems to be a pretty outdated prejudice you seem to have there. Well, that's why I did say first assumption. That's not. You know what? That's on that. me, and I apologize for being a little hostile. It's been a rough day. Someone was murdered. I'm aware that I'm trying to solve that crime. And I appreciate that. Um, do you, where were you constructed, Ms. 99? I was constructed on Kaldor. Where is Kaldor? Oh, you know, it's out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> for the folks at home, the robots of death. Yes. Okay. Oh, I was just thinking the defunct store. I was, <laughs> I was maybe trying to ascertain if they were, if, if she was from or around Mars. So that's why. Oh, uh, no, 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 yeah, not, okay. not, not, not even in this solar system. Okay. I don't even think in this galaxy, depending on the Doctor Who handles galaxies weird. Yeah, it's very strange. Whoever's yeah. right in Kaldor. Hmm. All right. Um, all right. Um, well, I appreciate your help. Um, if there's anything else that you can think of that you can speak to, if you can, if you think you could recognize whose voice that was at some point, uh, or we can recall it in your circuits, uh, let me know if it were, Matches someone else you've heard speak before. I'll I'll run it through the databanks, and if I think of anything, I will give you a shout. Thank you so much. I you're, appreciate your time. You're very welcome. <clears throat> I'm glad to stop doing this character because it means I don't have to rub my neck anymore. Hey, you made that choice yourself. That was um, my mistake. Yep. Um, Goodbye. All right. You know, there's other ways robots talk. Um, and then I I, go, I think we should go see this Mr. George Keenan. Agreed. Okay. And we go to George Keenan. Alright, uh, you, uh, you could, there's no door on George Keenan's domicile and you just, you can just walk in to see this man wearing, uh, 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 kind of half of a World War One uniform, like he's kind of definitely like stripped bits away from it. Okay. Um, uh, but you do see he has hanging up or kind of like on the, the, the bedpost. He has a slightly nicer bed, like a bed knobs and broomsticks style kind of bed frame, a little bit wider than most people have. Um, and he has a gun holster kind of. Okay. Um, I guess it would be on the belt for a World War One soldier. So he probably his belt is his the belt with the holster is probably hanging on the thing, and he's using a different belt. Okay. Is the um, holster empty? Um, the holster is empty. Yes. Okay. Uh, and he sees you coming. He goes, "All right, how are you, how are you doing? What can I do for you?" Hi, pleasure to meet you. I'm. Uh, I assume you're Mr. Keenan. I'm George Keenan, born and bred. Yeah. What can I do for you? Hello. I'm. I'm the doctor, and this Hello. is my associate, uh, Mr. Travis. Hello, Hello. Mr. Travis. Um, so, all right. Um, I guess Hello. Mr. Killian. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we mm-hmm. are here to discuss. Okay, all right. Um, all right. Yeah. Are we going to do this all day? Are we yeah, going? I guess. What's up? <laughs> well, I'm going to help you. Uh, I'm here to ask you some questions about the recent loss of Mr. White. Yeah, throw them at me. All right. Um, all right. Now, how familiar are? You, were you friendly with the deceased, or were you? I mean, I you were a customer of his, I assume. Yeah, yeah. When I when I first arrived, I had a bit of uh, scuffing and, and tears on my uniform because I, I don't know if you know this. I was plucked out of. I don't know, my accent's gone a little bit Cornish there. I don't know what's <laughs> happening there. And bit, oh, you, 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 you don't know. Well, you shouldn't have said that. Um, when I I, I was uh, plucked from the 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 trenches uh, during the Great War, and I was in France, and I guess that I had some damage on my uniform. And Mr. Whitecastle, very, very friendly, happy fella, happened off to stitch me up, and he stitched me up good and proper. I have a real, real nice, uh, real nice, uh, real nice uniform now. I don't wear it so much. I don't feel the need because I'm, I'm not, I'm not there anymore. That's in my past. But uh, they sure. also some of those clothes are just they're what I've got. So sure. I wear what I wear. Um, so you two had a rapport. You were, you would, you would, you would call him a friend or just someone who mended your clothing one time. 
Well, I, you know, occasionally I go over and have a little conversation. He's, he's, he's local. I mean, everyone's local, but, uh, you know, he's, he seems to have his head screwed on properly, you know. How far nice away fella. was Keenan's house from White Castle's house? Uh, I would say that he lived. I mean, if there's, a, if there's like a, if that, that circular, um, kind of town circle in center, and if the, uh, the first ring is where, um, the tailor shop is, is in it. And I'll say like second or third ring out is uh, is where um, where George Keegan lives. Okay. Oh, Mister Keegan, what what happened to your gun? Well, I I keep it locked away in a box. I was uh, uh, given a box by Fenarog to keep it secure. We didn't want people taking it, using it, so I keep it locked in a box and I keep the box under my bed. So would Fenarog have had the key to the box? Uh, I mean, the only people who really have a key are I mean, I have a key. I keep it uh, keep it in my desk mm-hmm. and. Uh, I don't think Fenog even that. I think he gave me the only key. Um, could you unlock the box and let me see the gun? Yeah, sure, absolutely. He goes over to his Slowly. Drawer. He goes over to his drawer to get the key, and he pulls the drawer open, and the key's gone. And he says, that's not right. That's, that's a problem. And he goes under the, under the bed to get the, the gun box, and he pulls the box out, and it's open and loose and empty. And he says, this is not how I left it. This is not how I left it. Last time I saw it was when I, Put the box under. I checked the gun. This was, I guess, when we when my my when my particular house was built and then when it was when it went up. I guess like six or seven weeks ago. I checked the gun. I stood it under the bed. I don't know that anyone saw me do that, and it's gone now. Did anybody besides security officer Fenag know the gun was here? Fenag knew I had the box. Fenag knew I had the gun. I don't know who else would have known I had. The, I mean, anyone who saw me with the holster. I guess anyone who was there. Who arrived around the same time I did would know. Um, uh, I, I mean, there was, I arrived at roughly the same time as, I think we came through more or less together. There was me. There was, um, I think her name is Dara. And that, that, uh, that android woman as well, the, the Factor 40, I think her name is. UV99. Thank you. Thank you very much. Nobody knows we... the word Android, but not her name. <laughs> did we? Did we get? I feel like I feel like I had Dara mentioned earlier. But now yes, I can't that was who mm-hmm. I had followed the uh, era detector. Okay. To. Okay. So you spoke to her already. Yeah. All right. Um, Travis. Um, let's take a walk. Uh, Mr. Keegan, thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. We might have further questions, and if sure. we do, we'll follow. If you, you find my gun, please. Um, it's. I mean, I, I'm not that person anymore. I don't. I I would never fire it, but I don't like the idea of it being out there potentially. No, we don't like taking it lives. It has taken at least one life. It sounds like so. Oh, I'm pretty sure the doctor is going to throw it into a singularity. I'm okay with that. Okay. Um. All right. So I I um. Oh, I feel like I have my hands been dealt. All right. Um, <laughs> Travis, um, I need you to distract uh Mr. Fenog. Okay. And so I'm going to send Travis off to distract Fnarg, and okay. I'm going to investigate Fnarg's house. Okay. Uh, you hear a bing-bong coming from your sonic screwdriver. Okay. Hello? Uh, oh, wait, wait, oh, wait, no, I'm the one calling you, sorry. Um, it's fine, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. Oh, goody, uh, howdy. Uh, um, I detected uh, uh, the metallurgical signature of the Webley. It is in a wall. What? Who let that happen? Uh, it's right near your position, actually. Um, um, 
there you are. Uh, a little bit to your left. Here, and I just send, just send a, like a beacon to my my sonic. Right here, you can do maps. Yes. Sorry. I was thinking more of like a beep, like a like a yeah, like a like a oh. bounty hunter fob. If, if like a fictional <laughs> series had a bounty hunter fob that took you right to your target somehow, yes. like what if we had that? Let yeah. me um. What if all people had bounties on them also somehow were able to be detected by magic across the universe? So midichlorians. Um. All right, let me activate the uh the tracker in your sonic. Let me uh, upload the coordinates. Sorry, it's me doing it again. Yeah, <laughs> like, I thought it might be. Yeah. There's a. Uh... I switched mine to silent mode, so just a flashing light. The light starts to flash, uh, and the light starts to flash more rapidly as it points you towards one of the external walls, and you can see this particular wall is covered in kind of, uh, Peter Davison era roundels. Okay. This kind of gray, it's a little bit like, uh, it's a little dirty and unclean, but the, the roundels are very, that very specific, like, plastic container lid that has had a hinge glued to it, um, to create those, those roundels, and as you get closer to that wall, you see one of the rounders is popped just ever so slightly open. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to do a scan of the whole wall, and mm-hmm. I can use story points for this if you need me to. Um, but I want to scan. I'm aware that one is popped open, but I also mm-hmm. am aware how traps work. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to see if any of the other roundels feel like they've been open recently. Like if there's any, like, um, this, actually, I won't even scan as much as I'll get my magnifying glass out and yeah. look around. I'm looking for, like, faint bits of, like, fingerprints or, like, like, if, like, any dust has been wiped away, like, minuscule bits of dust. Yeah. From a different yeah, yeah. roundel. I love it. Okay. Give me awareness and science. Okay. Man, I love that we're doing all these science roles. I think we've hardly used science. Science! Industry! Uh, will my keen senses... A city! I'm a grow! Would my keen senses play into this at all? Hey, they certainly will! Okay, then I have a 16! That's a 16! That's a mighty fine roll! This is my favorite part of the entire series. Oh, okay. <laughs> I really, really... We need some, like, oldie time, like, do 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 music in the background. Um, David. David. Camptown Racing, baby. Yes, so you... you That's not what I was thinking of at all, but alright. I'm gonna put that in a good or yes range. Okay. You find uh fingerprints and uh gunfire residue around the edge of the the uh the roundel okay that's been popped open I'm no gonna... traps i'm gonna stress this because i know you were looking for traps yeah nothing there but there's definitely like handprints and fingerprints where whoever was like okay. popped this thing and open. none of the other roundels besides that one it's just that one round okay so looking like it was done hastily or the person who did it thinks they got away with like no one noticing it uh i would say it's more the latter than the former okay I'm maybe gonna... a little bit of both but mostly the latter I'm gonna use my gloves mm-hmm. and i'm gonna uh, pop open that door. Okay. Uh, you pop it open, and there's a, there it is. There's the gun. It's sitting in there. Um, looking like a, I was gonna say like a red herring, because my brain wanted something bright and eye catching, but it's not a red herring at all. <laughs> this is a really bad, I'm great, I'm a great GM. I'm very good at this. And there's the, there's the gun. Okay. That's the um, gun. I'm it's gonna, not a red herring. I'm very sorry. I'm going to use the Sonic essentially to dust for prints, since I don't have a fingerprint kit on me. Okay. Um, While that's happening, the camera cuts over to me leading Fnarg to Big Tony's place. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but we have to exhume the corpse. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut back to the doctor. Oh, okay. yeah. No, that's brilliant. I love the, I want that mental image. Everyone who's listening to this right now, I want that image. I want you to have crystalline in your brain. I, I was told to distract Fnarg, and 
that's all how right. It's gonna happen. So, yeah. Wow. Um. So what do you, with with the dusting for prints? Like you, yeah. I mean, I'll use the same science roll that you did before. Like you're able to find prints on the mm-hmm. on the gun. They match the prints that are on the edge of the round door. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't know whose prints. They no, are, I just kind of but... want to have them on record yeah. so that I can check them for later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now that's done. While while Travis is doing that, um, I, th- I think what took what I just did took about maybe a minute. So mm. I feel like. I have time to do, like, go somewhere else while that's happening. Um, I feel like you wouldn't even have made it to Fenarg and said, Hey, I have information for you before I would have found this thing and taken yeah. it. So, uh, now I'm going to head over to Fenarg's house. Okay. Um, you go to Fenarg's house. Fenarg's house is, as kind of, uh, people have kind of decorated it on the outside to look like sheriff's office. Like, okay. Uh, and you get, you, you get the impression that, uh, based on the way that Fenarg has talked about his role, that maybe this is not something that, he would have wanted, like maybe he's a little bit embarrassed even by mm-hmm. the way people have decorated. But yeah, I mean, you go in, there's, uh, there's again a very, very simple, it's actually just a mattress on a floor. Okay. Um, there's not even a sheet on it. There's a so mattress. it wasn't locked or anything. It wasn't locked. Um, and there's, there's again, there's a little, uh, little, um, uh, th- that, that little writing desk. And it's very similar, in fact, to the one that was in Millie's room, that kind of the, the rolling desk, yeah. I believe they're called. Um, and the bed frame, there's a, there's a, uh, a, a closet. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the the door. So there that... is a bed frame or a mattress on the floor. It's just a mattress on the okay. floor. Okay. Sorry. Yes. I'm gonna lift the mattress and see if I can find a key underneath it. Um, there is nothing under the mattress. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna look in the closet. The closet opens, revealing uh, one other set of clothes, which is his old security uniform from when he worked at the Museum of Human Advancement. Okay. I'm gonna rifle through the pockets of that outfit to see if I can find a key. Um, you do end up finding a key. Okay. Um. Does it look like the same kind of key that would have matched the box? That yes, I found it's a, it's a it's a very small kind of um, like early to mid twentieth century lockbox key, like the kind of thing you could you know walk into a, a Target and buy. Okay, now I'm going to use my Sonic again to scan mm-hmm. for fingerprints in the home of like common household things that someone would touch, mm-hmm. and I'm going to cross reference them and see if they match the fingerprints on the gun. Fingerprints on the front door, the closet, and the key. Okay, and they match the gun. Everything matches the gun. Okay. Um. I am going to send a um, signal to Travis's Game Boy mm-hmm. that just says, do not engage Fenarg. Uh, okay. Where are you? You cut to us, and we are both up to our shoulders, reaching into Big Tony. <laughs> but, uh, and uh, Big Tony says, oh, uh, 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 no, 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 uh, through the stomach. Oh, okay. I thought you were like mouth first. No, like... no, no. And it's like, and, and I think Travis can feel... Like a bit of heat from the Game Boy, but he genuinely cannot reach it right now. <laughs> and there's Fnarg next to him, who took off his coat next to Travis, mm. also both arms in. Mm. And we're just, I'm just like, just, if you feel bone, just pull. Sorry, Big Tony, but this will Fnarg help said, with your stomach. I think, oh God, I think, oh no, I think I've got a femur. It's a, this is a, it's a, definitely a femur. This is a, fe- no, no, okay, wait, no, okay. sorry, jawbone. It's a jawbone. Okay, I'm gonna, it's move, a jawbone. I'm gonna move my arms okay. over and try to help you All hoist right, it okay. out. Okay, we might be able to pull it head first. Okay, you ready? Okay, one, two, two. three, yeah. and we're gonna do, uh, coordination <laughs> and strength. I'm sorry, strength, uh, uh, no, coordination and strength when we're doing that. Screw it. Cool. Oh no. Oh god, I rolled snake eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled for Fnog. Oh. I rolled a one and a two. It's gonna be well, I have an eight in total. Yeah. With his, uh, <laughs> um, uh, you congratulations. It's a jawbone. All right, <laughs> that's all you've got. So yeah, next so to the chin bone. Yeah. Chin. So, oh, wait, so now the, chin the two of us are just like <laughs> everywhere from the shoulder all the way down. Both of our arms just look like 
uh, covered in Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. <laughs> um, um, nah, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I, uh, yeah, I mean, he has to. He's like, you know, I, you know, brush off one hand <laughs> and very sticky reach into the pocket and I see yeah. the thing from the doctor and I go to put it back in my pocket, but the Game Boy is now stuck to <laughs> my hand. <laughs> Nog holds up the jawbone and says, is this enough? I don't think so. I think oh, we've beans. got, oh. yeah. Uh, and then I'm how not having, I can arrive at this house. <laughs> I'm not having a very great day. Well, so, me either. And, 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 you can and arrive anytime okay. you want. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Travis does that thing where, like, I, uh, like with the other hand, with the pinky, you're like typing as gingerly as you can <laughs> to try to respond to the doctor. Okay. Yeah. Just like and I think that's when you come okay. in. Like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Officer oh, yeah. Fanag, I need you to come with me. Uh, do you, have you found a clue? I have. I need you to follow me. Alright, fantastic. Uh, do you have like a towel or something? I'm covered um, in Big Tony. Um, Big Tony, do you have any clothing that was given to you or anything like that? He only has a no, hat. I've just got this hat. That's um, all I've got is this hat. It's, it's a sharp hat. It's I, a I, great, I listen, that, yeah. it's a snazzy chapeau. Um, it's you know a pretty can, great I'm hat. sure we can get you something. Just come with me. And Fanox says, yeah, sure. And he gets up and starts wiping and he rubs, rubs his hand down. Travis to try to dry his hands off, and it's just making it worse because Travis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is good. Also... So now he's stuck to me, and I say, "Doctor, his coat is uh, over there." Mm-hmm. Um, oh well, you can probably use your coat. Uh, well, no, but he's stuck to me. I'm trying to get you. Yeah, to take I didn't the realize. Coat. I, guess, I guess that Fanag hadn't realized just how sticky it was, and now he's kind of his hands are on <laughs> Travis. Okay, well, yeah. both of you can come with me, and we'll yeah. figure it out. We'll just <laughs> walk in town. It's actually, like it's actually well, it's actually good for me because now Fanag is essentially yes. in in yeah. in cuffs. Okay. Um, so I, I basically walk him to the town square. Okay. He's and fat cuffs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I kind of walk him to <laughs> the exact spot where the gun was fired. Okay. And I kind of look at him for a reaction or get uh, like he a, looks at you and he says, uh, what's, I mean, not with hands. I'm doing hand motions. Yeah. He can't see this listener. Why am I describing this to you? Um, he, he looks at you and he says, uh, uh, whilst also putting one foot on Travis to try to pull his hands free, like Judge mm-hmm. Doom in, in, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Um, <laughs> what is, what is this? What is, what are you showing me here? Um, I look at him and I go, every bit of evidence is telling me that this is what happened, but I want you to explain to me why. What are you talking about? Why did you kill Mr. White? Why did I his name's White Castle, right? Isn't that his name? Maybe. Have you learned something that you're withholding from me? Uh, I think, I think one of us has been withholding a lot of information from the other. Well, then maybe you better start from the top. Alright. The first person, okay, I go through essentially the breakdown of the fact that, um, well, I first started to suspect you when Travis investigated Mr. White's house and Give yourself a story point for immediately opening up with, like, peak Poirot. Like, <laughs> my suspicion was first peaked. This TARDIS has too when... many clues. <laughs> Something doesn't add up here, but however, I first started to suspect you when Travis was investigating the the home of the, of the victim, and you seemed anxious and suspicious that he would investigate such a space, and that you almost seemed to want to curtail his investigation, even though you had called us down here originally to participate in it. Um, I mean, that's just the code of the colony. It's the past is the past, the future is well, the pre- future, all that matters is the present. Well, when there's a dead body involved, I think you can be a little bit more lax on those rules when we're talking about the corpse. Now, 
all of that aside, the only person on this colony, in, in this, in this town, who knew that George Keenan had a gun aside from him was you. He said you gave him the box and you were the one, and that you provided it for him. Yes. Your I, fingerprints were on the key to the box, which I found in your clothing in your house. Your fingerprints were also on the gun, which I found hidden away what? not far from Keenan's house. What? What are you talking about? I'm, I'm going to do a roll to see if he can pull his hands free. Yeah. yeah. From, uh, yes, but he pulls his hands free, but he falls on his backside okay. and he kind of falls to the ground and <clears throat> he's trying to pull himself up and he kind of, he goes to like, wipe his chest down and realizes if he does that he'll just get stuck doing the chicken dance and mm -hmm. so he doesn't do that and he says well I don't I don't know what you're talking about I can't figure out what possible motive you would have had yeah which why... makes me wonder what motive anyone else would have to frame you for the murder of Martin White I M Martin White Martin White I don't know if he actually hit him Martin I just know Mr. White I would say now is a very good time for a call from Roman. Bing bong. Yes, Roman. Uh, so yeah, the camera is sort of tracking around me in like a loop, but there are like crazy gels and I'm typing in a computer for okay. just, just no reason for the shot to be this way. Um, uh, uh, yes, um, it looks like, uh, our, our Mr. White was a very bad boy. I've been doing some, uh, research on the Martian data net. And it looks like our good uh, uh, tailor, Mr. Whitecastle, was actually noted dictator Fitton White. He ran a little bit of a coup on Mars. I know who Fitton White was. I'm a doctor. Yes, you do. I'm going to say straight away you know who yeah. that is. Um, what do I know about him? Okay. <laughs> I, know, I know that nobody else knows this, yeah. but I, I obviously know it. So, But for everybody else's benefit. Yeah, for, um, for me. Fit and White, um, and I will say this is not a character from the show in case anyone is, is wondering, Dan. Um, Fit and White, um, Yeah, I just felt like a, a, that notorious of a historical figure is somewhere yeah. the doctor. I, I, in fact, I'm almost yeah, oh no, yeah. Absolutely yeah. makes sense. I just want to make it clear for yeah. listeners that they're up to so, considering the, the, data the doctor and... knows the names of like random generals yeah. in this, in the Saranga conundrum, I figured she probably yeah, knows the dictator of Mars. So Fit and White was a politician who was kind of, uh, a key figure on some of the Martian colonies for a while, uh, in the, uh, in the, the mid 2200s. Um, there was, uh, there was a point where he, uh, he ascended to the role of Minister Prime of Mars, mm -hmm. uh, Fit and White, um, and was kind of callous and cruel and, uh, didn't really, like, care a lot about, you know, what he deemed to be the little people. Mm -hmm. Um, and this led to a massive, uh, revolution in 2252. After 15 years of, of brutal dictatorship, there was a, a massive, uh, massive revolution. In Mar on Mars, and um, the the revolution ended with Fitton White's disappearance. No one knows exactly where he went, but he vanished from from the entire planet, and no okay. one uh, saw him since. There were lots of rumors and conspiracy theories and whatnot. Um, and it would have been easy to find him because everyone who um, uh, who lived on Mars at this time, and even like p people kind of in the Sol solar system, uh, would have this kind of circular, basically identification tag, like a tattoo on their wrist. Um, on Mars, this was referred to as a face, the face of Mars. Um, and I actually wrote what that was, uh, but it is missing from my notes. I'm pretty sure that Michael has it. Mm -hmm. Just out of character, this is, yes. I'm just assuming that this is the doctor telling me all this stuff. Yeah, you can, we oh, can, I, we I can assume that. It could be Roman repeating it or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah either yes. or. Yeah. Well, okay. 
Wait, yeah, so the, okay, so face yeah. is a fractal annotated communications emitter, and it's basically like um, uh, like those you know you, you get a tap card or the, you can credit card, you can pay by tap, <clears> but <throat> it's like your personal information and it's used for identification purposes. Yeah. So the fact that he had a scar on his wrist, he, he burned he, it off. He burned it off. Okay. Yes. Um, but uh, that now you know who he is, and you have an understanding of why someone might kill him. You mm-hmm. still don't have a, a full grasp on who di- who who done the murder, mm-hmm. Doctor. When I talked to Dara, she said that her family was from Mars and her parents were not with her. Go get her. Okay. We'll bring her here. And get UV-99 as well. Okay. Uh, I'm still covered in... And also maybe food. wash your hands. Yeah, I'm yeah. still covered in... Yeah, we'll goop. assume that there's like a communal shower or something that you can just kind of That's run fine, through yeah. quickly. No. And then you do that. Yeah. I say to Fenar, like, I don't <laughs> think you did this, but I think someone has worked very hard to make it seem like you have. And I want to know why that would be. I don't know why they would do that. I, I. Like, what, what era were you, were you were, you were, you weren't brought to your point in the, in the, in the, um, not syndication, what was it called? Um, what was, 47. no, previous to that, um, uh, the, uh, the thing from the first episode. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the, I, I, Museum, Museum of Progress. Of progress. The, the Museum of, uh, of Human. And what was the whatever. name of that company again? Uh, Epoch, Epoch, Epoch Talent. You Which were... is, again, I want to stress, it's a real company. We didn't do our research. Yeah. We apologize if you're listening. Epoch Talent was the yeah. name of this evil organization plucking people from space and time for their own nefarious okay. ends. So now you, you weren't plucked and brought to Epoch Talent, were you? you no, I'm. You were born in that era and born, raised born there? Born and raised 51st century. Born and bred. Oh. Do you have any hist- any knowledge of, of 23rd century Mars? Not off the top of my head, no, I can't. Does the name Fit and White mean anything to you? I mean, that's a name that I've heard, you know, that, but just kind of like in this generic, ooh, Fit and White, ooh, like an evil boogeyman kind of evil. Not like a, you know, if, if that name had any meaning, it's lost to time for me. All right. We're going to cut now to uh, Travis as you 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 as you're toweling off the last of the of, mm-hmm. of Big Tony yep. from your body, um, heading towards. Uh, My skin is just radiant. Are you? Where are you going first? You're going to UV ninety nine first. <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, it turns out Adipo is a great moisturizer. Uh, yeah. Are you going to UV ninety nine first? No, I'm to going to Dara. Dara, because I had the I had the interaction with and her. And describe earlier. your gait. Um, it's metal and has a nice clasp. Um, I would say I love you so much. I love you so much. (laughs) You wonderful, terrible person. (laughs) Um, I would say uh, he's going with a sense of urgency, but also like caution because this is a potential. Would you describe this as a run, or would you describe this as wide, like manic mailman steps? No, I think less than that. I think uh, cautious, cautious, cautious with purpose. Okay. Um, I'm gonna have you give me a role. I'm gonna have you give me presence and awareness. Okay. Uh, keen senses on top of this? Yeah, I'll let you do keen senses. Uh, 17. 17. Alright, um, so you, you are aware as you approach, uh, Dara's, uh, shanty chalet. Um, that, uh, Dara, Dara locks eyes with you and sees you and sees the intent in your body language and, uh, jumps out of a window and starts running away. I give chase. All right. We're doing a chase. We're doing a chase. All right. I'm going to. a whole wild places for her to run to. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have you give me, um, we're going to do, I'm trying to remember what the chase rules are. Oh, I would actually say, like, while this is happening. Yeah. Like, once I've sent Travis after someone, I think I will have instructed Roman to lock down the TARDIS town so no one can leave it. Absolutely. Uh, 
Yeah, we'll we'll that we'll make that a given. Um, give me elevators are locked down, Doctor. Yeah. Uh, what is your coordination? Minimum Three. Okay, so um, Dara's coordination is four. Um, so we are you. So she's a little bit faster than you. Um, but I'm gonna ha- give me uh, give me coordination and athletics. Ooh, I rolled very well. I got a 14. 14. I have 11. <laughs> oh no. 12, 13, 14, 15, no. 16, 17. No, no, no. So she, she's picking up speed. She's, she's getting away from you. What do you want to do? I want to reach down to my chest where there is still a little bit of adipose fat. And I am going to throw it in and try oh. to slip her up. Oh, I love this very much. Uh, I'm going to make this... I'm casting grease on her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to have you do coordination and... We're going to make this marksman because it is a ranged attack. Oh, yippee. That is an eight. That's an eight? I rolled very poorly and I had very low stats. Uh, I'm actually going to have a roll with disadvantage because she can't see you doing this. So that means I'm rolling three dice. God! Bless America. Okay. Uh, <laughs> seven. That's better than shut the front door. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So, so, uh, she manages to, uh, you want to, would you like to spend a story point to knock that out? Oh, yeah. Right now she's evading you. Yeah, I want, oh, I want this to happen. This story point time. All right. So right now you're at a flat no. Do you want to take this up to a no but or a yes but or a yes? I want to take it to a yes but. Uh, so yes. it's two points probably? Okay, so yes, but, um, that's gonna be, yeah, it's two points. Okay. So yes, but is gonna take you to, you throw the glob, it's gonna take you to Funky Town, you're gonna throw the glob, and it's going, it's not gonna hit her foot to, like, stop her, but it lands just in front of her. Yeah. And she steps on it, and when she tries to pull away, we've already, as we've already established this thing as kind of a cartoonishly gluey quality, as she goes to step away, she, uh, wrenches her foot and you can hear her scream as she uh kind of as she pulls the tendon in her foot and falls to the <sighs> ground it's not ripped or anything i mean okay. it probably is like muscle yeah. damage yeah it's not like, like a sprain. Not, it doesn't look gru- yeah it's a sprain it's, it doesn't look gruesome but you like can tell ankle. yeah it's just basically you've twisted her ankle can i pitch what the butt is going to be go on that i have to make uh, a coordination or something sort of uh, roll so that I don't barrel into her. You have read my mind, my dude. Please <laughs> give me a coordination and athletics to make sure that you don't absolutely... Beef it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I got uh, an 11. I got a 6 and a 1 on the dice, so that's pretty uh, I'm going to say Whoa. that's no but. I'm going to say you don't beat... You, you do beef it. I beef it. But you avoid the the adipose leave-ins, so you don't get stuck okay, yourself. Okay, that's fine. Um, but you are going to take one one harm to, we're going to say, to coordination, because... Because that's what I do. That's what you do. Yeah. That's and, and, and I, Yeah, I hit her, and I, I hit the ground hard. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that worked, but... Oh! <laughs> um, you're under arrest by authority of the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> um... And I, and, uh, if I, if I can, like, if she's, like, on the ground, I basically want to roll up her sleeve to see mm-hmm. if she's got the, uh, face. She absolutely does. She has a very similar marking. Um, it hasn't, normally when you, you know, as you get your social security number mm-hmm. and all that fun stuff, uh, the marking gets added to. It's very clear this is a very, this is basically a juvenile marking that's given to a, a young child. Right. 
she was taken, the implication there being she was taken from Mars at a very young age. Right. And I shout to the doctor and be like, come find us, please. Um, all right. And then so I go, Fnog, come with me. All right. Uh, and also, I think I, I, I grab UV99 on the way there. Okay. Uh, just to like, see if she's involved as well. So uh, uh, we cut to Fnog, UV99, the doctor, um, standing over an injured Dara and a, uh, uh, a sore-bottomed Travis. So you're standing there, Doctor. What would you like to do? Um, I I think that um, we're there with Dara and with UV99, and I think um, I don't really know if UV99 has anything to do with it, but I just have them all together right now, mm-hmm. and I'll say it. Like the one thing I can't figure out is why, of all people here, you would frame Fanog. Why would I frame Fanog? Is easy. He's an easy mark. He's soft. He cries at the drop of a hat. You know how easy it is to frame someone like that? Why? Why would you want to? I mean, look at him. And everyone looks at Fnarg, and Fnarg is starting to tear up because this is too much for him. No, Fnarg. No, no, come on, buddy. I mean, no, look, she she probably framed you because she knew you had access to weapons. No, it's nothing on you. How did you know that he had access to it? How did you know about Keenan's gun? Keenan and I arrived at the same time. I saw, I, I knew Keenan had a gun. That's not something that you just get rid of. And I know that, that, that he, that, that he's the kind of person who would want to keep it safe. So I knew it would be somewhere. And when I found the lockbox, I knew that there would be a key. And as soon as I found the key, I knew he probably would have provided that. And again, setting him up for the fall very, very easy. So your goal was to assassinate Fit and white for the crimes that he committed as a dictator of Mars, is that correct? For the crimes he committed against my parents. My parents had to leave Mars because of everything Fitton did, and uh, their, their lives never really recovered, and they, they so, didn't need to live the lives that they, that they led, and frankly, I, I saw an opportunity for revenge, and I know that we have a code, but family is more important than the, than the code of this town. And, and in doing so, you set in course a series of events that had they been followed through how you planned them, you would have condemned an innocent man for the crime of murder. Now, explain to me how that makes you better than Fit and White? I didn't do the things you did. Not yet, but sounds like you were very easily able to if you had a personal skin in the game. I am not Fit and White. Not yet. What and she just happened? looks. She just looks away from me. She doesn't mm-hmm. want to make eye contact. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, congratulations on murdering. Um, look, I'm not acting like this man didn't deserve to be punished for these crimes he committed. I'm glad that we found him. We could have done something well, but you could have, you could have handled it in a way that would have gotten justice without bloodying your own hands and condemning an innocent man. She says nothing. She's not looking at <clears> you. She's not. Yeah. She's not talking to you. She said, and, and she kind of says to no one in particular, I did the right thing. I have no regrets. I did the right thing. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people, a lot of periods of time say the same thing. Um, Fnog, uh, Fnog looks at you and he says, so what do we do? Do we put her off the ship? I mean, what do we, I don't even know what we're going to do with the town as it is. Like, what's, 
This is the first time this kind of thing has happened. We've got a lot of people here who are displaced in time. What do you guys want to, this is your, this is your, your gaff, as I've heard, uh, some of the English people here say. It's a weird, I mean, why do people talk like that? I don't get it. I'm not a, I'm not a fan. I mean, I don't really think it's my gaff. I didn't give, it's not, I'm helping to clean up the pot. Oh, it's right, your, ta- it's your TARDIS, is oh, what I'm saying. I thought, like, I thought, I thought, I What do we do? Oh, I think he means a gaff like home, not gaff like mistake. Oh, gotcha. Um, alright, um. Is that, is that? Scoobledy Is that? That sounded like a, uh, no, it sounded too well to be. That wasn't Frog? Was is that you? Roman, is that you? Oh, you sweet green bugger, I missed you. Well, where have you been this whole time? Upstairs. Like, why didn't you well, come you, down you and say hi? You had him upstairs the whole time. You were in a dimension and you're, alright. Oh, I, I like skipping the complicated bits. Um. I was in a whole thing for 250 years. It's not important. So, I think the next, the best thing we can do right now is to start to figure out where everyone here is from and take them all back to their respective times and places in the universe. Um, I guess it's good that we didn't return Mr. White to his own time where he could continue to cause problems. But, um, and his, his disappearance does seem to be a fixed point in, in history, so that's kind of solved itself, I guess. Um, but we do need to figure out what to do about Miss Dara. Here. Can I can I ask you a question? Sure. What happened out there? Where did you guys go? One minute Colony forty seven is in ruin, the next minute you you vanish for months. What what happened? Time is relative, as your code may know, and what may have seemed like months to you was only a matter of hours to us for the circumstances we were involved in, and I, we found Roman, and we found a lot of danger along the way, and we returned as soon as we did, and we found you. What happened to Colony Forty Seven? I I don't know. It's it's my, I'm unable to get there right now. It's blocked off. Um, I believe that <clears throat> my people have done something with it, or the people who were there before, they cleansed it. Your people? Yes. Who are your people? Is is it possible? I don't know a lot about anything. I I is it possible? I know that this this is clearly a time machine. It's clearly a little alive. It helped us build this town. Is it possible that your ship was trying to keep us safe, trying to keep us protected from from your people? Oh, I think that's very likely what was happening. Then the, my next question feels like a really obvious one: Is taking any of us home really a safe bet? If your people are involved and they can show up on a whim and take people out of time and space, I'm listen. I want to. I want to take these people home as much as you do. But is home really the safest place for them right now? I can't make that decision for them. I have to give them the choice. Doctor, yes. Please. May I make a suggestion? Sure. There is a planet that is very hard to find, a planet that once was a home to some of the greatest minds in the universe, a planet that was once used to, to chart and track the patterns of entropy as the universe grew and expanded and collapsed upon itself in all those varieties until one day they were discovered and found by one renegade Time Lord. And even though the Doctor managed to thwart his plans, this once thriving, glorious planet sat empty until today when Legopolis finds a new society. Oh, I love it. 
Oh, that's so good! Oh, that's fantastic. It could be that, or it could be East Space, because, I mean, Roman knows how to get into East Space. Yeah. Oh, it's tricky. I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. I, I actually really, really like Logopolis. Yeah. And I've seen that really one, cool. so I yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that it's so the good. name of an episode, so people who, yeah. like, want to look it up can, like, it's really easy to figure out yes. how to cool. It's, so. uh, it's also Tom Baker's, uh, swan song. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely worth, one worth watching if you haven't seen it already. Mm-hmm. My first, uh, bit of Doctor Who is, like, the 20 seconds of Castro Valvo that's from Legopolis <laughs> of Tom Baker turning into Peter Davison I thought for years Gallifreyans were like weird white gooey people yeah. and just like well, it works out well because we just had the, the Watcher show up in the that's true yeah. that's right. I, I forgot about wonderful that wonderful like, symmetry there I love yeah. that so, good. so we'll assume um, you guys you, you land the TARDIS on, on kind of the ruins of Legopolis mm-hmm. and, and over a period of should we say like I mean the Doctor is not typically a stay and help out person but what, how this is your character how, how do you want to how involved do you want to be in giving in, in getting them started on their on, on I, I think that I have new Logopolis I think I have the TARDIS give them a device that's almost like similar to like a replicator in Star okay. Trek it won't work forever but it will be like enough to help them build their new society yeah, because the, it's not like it's not like a permanent it's not like a machine like um Greg Kinnear was trying to steal yeah. in the last episode where he can make unlimited technology yeah. but it's like a thing that's like essentially like, like a Colony building kit, essentially, yeah, something like that they that. can use to build shell. They can move all their shelters in the shanty town, uh, refortify them. It maybe like seeds some harvest, some, some like harvestable crops for them, so they can do that. So that all maybe happens over the course of like a week. Maybe it's like almost like not. I don't want to say terraforming is not the entire planet, but it's like mm. it takes where the people lived already in Legopolis and like restores it to its former glory, so that the people who live there now have a place to live, and uses the natural like isolation and defenses of the planet to keep them safe from the time lords like finding them that's fantastic i love that so much that's such a great idea so you you give them this kind of uh like colony seeding kit yeah to help them like build build, you know raise crops (laughs) and build structures and 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 get going and um and then you guys do you do you say a farewell do you slip away how do you guys want to want to depart from colony 48 oh uh it's actually not called Colony Forty Eight. It's actually called um called uh Millie's Corner. I like that. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Or Millie Millie's Haven. I like it. That's so good. Yeah, I, I was thinking like Earhart's Haven, but I think Millie's Haven sounds more like something they would call it. Yeah. yeah. So it's been a couple of days, and the colony is starting to take shape. It's very very early forms, but you can kind of see the. You know, a few structures have already gone up and, and there have been conversations about crop work and all of that stuff. And, and Fnark is looking out over, over the, the people kind of working to build this colony and he says, uh, you know what, Doctor, I, I really think this could work. Yeah, I think you, uh, I think you have a new home here. I, uh, I don't know what to say. I'm in, I'm indebted to you both. Uh, Doctor Travis, thank you so much. And if you ever see Millie in your, in your travels, then, then please pass along uh, our sincerest thank you. This a lot of this would not be possible without without her and without either of you. And Roman, of course. Yeah. And of course, Roman. Roman helped set everything in motion as well. I, um, I uh, we haven't seen much of him, but I, I appreciate that you know the work that he's put in getting us started back on Colony Forty Seven and getting us started uh, here. I, I I can't tell you how much I I, I appreciate that. Um, I, I wish you luck, and I I hope that your new home will keep you safe. But more important, I hope that you will all prosper here. I 
I can tell you you guys are probably getting ready to go, but before you do, I I I would I would very much appreciate it if I could invite you to to dinner. If I can cook you a meal, prepare something. We we have some supplies. I would I would love to give you something in, as a, as a as a thank you for for all the hard work that you've done. And he he turns to you and you're gone. Um, yeah, I think maybe, I think, I think maybe like, 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 like I had tapped Travis on the shoulder and I kind of like pointed and we kind of like snuck off. And yeah, he's, uh. Oh, I was going to give you this forpal sword. (laughs) He's like, oh, I've got this, 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 the plus seven armor of, uh, of, of magic, magic hat. I've got this book that tells you how to beat the boss. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've got a speedrunning strat guide for the game of Wrestle on season two. You know, I've been holding on to the only working lightsaber in the universe. (laughs) I just guess he didn't want it. That was a shame. It says you're gonna it says you're gonna go up against the uh the, the Valiard in two C two serials times. No, that's not gonna happen. No. Um, it'll, yeah. be, it'll be three serials. <laughs> yeah, so then we uh, head that we so we yeah. he turns around and we're already gone. Yeah, and he says, So that's what that feels like. And then uh um you guys are walking back towards the TARDIS. Does, they have, does he do that to people all the time as well? Yeah, he's okay. he, he he uh he just doesn't like awkward goodbyes, so he just he, leaves. Goes, he goes a lot. Yeah. Um and uh, as you guys are walking back to where the TARDIS had landed on Logopolis um, which, just for the sake of symmetry, we'll say it's in that same kind of, uh, kind of, uh, pinky peach colored rock area yeah. that the fourth doctor landed at. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah. I, I went to where I already recognized. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and as you, as you approach the TARDIS, you see old man Roman kind of already standing outside the TARDIS with, uh, with a hand on the, on the, 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 the wooden framework. Uh, and he's, he's kind of, uh, I guess, how would you describe it, Michael? Like, what is, what is the, what is the mood as, as they approach, as they approach Roman? Before the Doctor and Travis reach the TARDIS, uh, Roman is having this moment alone with the box, uh, because the TARDIS is where it all started for him. You know, it's the first place he went after the Academy. He was placed there. And this is where all the adventures begin for him, and this is where they're going to begin again. So he just says to this box, his home, uh, this thing he's missed. Uh, Hello, old girl. Uh, and uh, he turns to the doctor and Travis uh, kicks open the TARDIS door and asks, Oh, where to next? Well, that's actually something I could bring up to you. Um, I know you've had a long bit of it and you were stuck for a long time, so I'll give you the same choice I gave Travis when we stood outside Sheffield, New Jersey not long ago. Um, do you want to keep going or do you want to stay here with them and help them build their new life oh doctor how I wish but it's you and me to the end and Travis he's great too yeah alright when I walk in I'm gonna uh, go in first, rudely. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I really offered you in, I went, shall we? And I pointed to the thing. There you go, I'm less rudely. He said rudely, he was like flipping the bird as he walked in. <laughs> yeah! uh, actually, he said Rudy, he's actually getting me put in the game at the last minute. And then... oh, yeah. Sean Astin's there, he's <laughs> yeah. got a helmet. Very strange. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I open the, uh, I go in the TARDIS, and I, uh, I, I sort of sort of gleefully walk in like I this is my choice this is what I want to do mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I say to no one in particular Gunter put the kettle on you're right she can do that <laughs> no, no she's she's a cat and then the doctor walks up to the console 
and she runs her hand across it and says, hello, Oprah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. The doctor walks up to the console and puts her hand on it. And, and kind of walks gently at you in response. There's yeah. A, there's a gentle echoing there, like, uh, like maybe maybe there's, there's like a couple of voices are saying hello back. Yeah. And I reach my hand up to the controls and I look at it and I kind of look over at Roman and kind of nod to him and I look down at the TARDIS patrol where the randomizer used to be and now that it's gone and I realize that this is the very first time that I have actually had the ability to program in where we're going to go and so I stop and I look at Travis and I say Travis Killian before you is all of time and space where do you want to go? I'm not going to lie, we've been through a lot lately, and I could go for a drink. And I've always wanted to go to a space cantina. Travis, your order is what you deserve. And so I I, I push a switch forward, and I go, perhaps we could go to Space Vegas. It's always New Year's Eve there. And then I run over, and I pull a lever back down, and I go, well, there's always Wasting Away on Planet Margaritaville. We could go for that. And then I pull, like, a lever. I, I, like like grab one of those like circular steering wheel kind of things and pull it around and I run around and I go there's also always the hanging beer gardens of Barcelona that's always a great choice do you like wine Travis we could visit Dionysus but in space or have you ever had you have not lived until you've had steam shower hooch from America's fourth prohibition it is delightful oh oh we could go to Europa and we could taste a barrel of Jameson that's been that's been aged for ten centuries no Travis I know exactly where we need to go to get you that drink, and then I pull a lever, and then we go. TARDIS spins down the vortex towards its next boozy destination. <laughs> it swerves a little bit. <laughs> no, that's going to be the return We're, we're, we're still sober now. I know. Oh, oh, dear. It's empty. A bunch of bubbles come out of the lamp. Yeah. <laughs>